You already know what it is. It's me, Zoe. And me, Keith Stone. And this is The People in the Back. <laughs> Why are we struggling with this? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. You know, it's, it's it's been a little hiatus for us. We've been in my head for a little bit, but we're back. Got Kazo. If you guys don't know who that is. And there's me, you know, Bones. Another episode of people in the back. And I want to start off with saying, you know, my condolences for 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 Brittany Griner's family, her teammates, you know, everyone that relied on her, you know, keep them afloat. It's not looking too good for that bitch. <laughs> Just saying. And um, that's that's the topic for today, you know, Brittany Griner. And, you know, did America drop the ball with that? No pun intended. Could, could the government have done more to help help her case? Or even get her out of prison for such a petty crime? Like, I know that every every country has their own rules, you know, to, to abide by when they're there. So, for it to be desperate to the punishment, if you guys don't know, she got nine years over in Russia. And people might say, oh, what the fuck was she doing over there? You know, she plays she plays basketball over there in the offseason when she's not playing in the States, the WBA. And, you know, she caught up on some drug charges and they threw the book at her. And, you know, I don't want to be biased. A man that you know uses marijuana, but I feel like that was just crazy. That was that punishment is ridiculous. How you what's it, what's their stance on cause? Look, the way that it seems, like you said, throw the book. It's one of those. Uh, what are they called? I'm looking for the word. I'm looking for the word. Uh, set an example. Dude. Like they use there to set there an example. Yeah, yeah, that's the situation that's going on. Is she's the example of like, hey, you can't do this. Blah 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 blah. blah. You're not going to get away with it. We're going to give you the maximum sentence because of this, this, and this. But it's all just using her as an example, which technically isn't fair. Like the way I look at it. I did see something yesterday though when I was looking it up, and I don't know if you know this. But her salary from the WNBA and all her endorsements in Nike, she still is supposedly supposed to make that money because they're still using her name. She's still under contract and still on everything else. So even if she doesn't, if they can't figure out how to get her back, she's still making the money for being in the WNBA and how her endorsements while dealing with this. But they're really just putting this out like a like an example situation this is all this is in my look because america did drop the ball in my opinion they could have done more they could have done something to be like hey let's figure this out let's uh communicate and maybe she can come back and go on probation or do all the other stuff with the communication side of it but you already know they're already that tension because it's it's russia you know they already have this tension that they're just like, oh, you know what? We're not going to go into communication with them because America doesn't t- 
what is it? America doesn't communicate with terrorists type shit. <laughs> exactly. And 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 uh, a quick little little fact that they they did want to do a trade for it, but they wanted some they wanted they wanted another terrorist that I guess we have in custody or are like investigating to to capture, but America didn't want to fuck with that. They're like, nah, y'all 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 got her. She'll she'll be good, you know. And then an, another another little pinpoint. There was another American. I can't think of a name, but I, I didn't say it on my phone. Caucasian woman. I'm gonna throw her out there. Fuck everybody. But <laughs> she she had the same crime. I don't know if it was more or less what the amount was. I, I want to say the exact same amount that Brittany was trying to smuggle back, but. They only gave her months. And then she had to pay like this, this little bitty fine. I think she did three months. Could be could be wrong. But we'll just say months. She did months in their in their in their prison. Pay a little fine and was back over here. So like it's definitely using that as a as a staple, as an example piece to be like, hey, just just cause y'all motherfuckers is rich don't mean y'all can just do whatever the fuck y'all want. Right, and here's the thing that kind of pisses me off about the situation. Brittany Griner is like a limelight person, you know. She, we've all known her since like college. If you pay, if you pay attention to basketball, you understand everything that she's going through. You understand what she's done. She's a pretty dominant center in the WNBA, in my opinion. But there's all these other like political people that if they did something like that. That's all washed under the rug, and it's not like. Is not uh, portrayed in media or like in the news or anything. And I bet you anything, if it was a political person or like, let's say one of the senator's son or something like that, man, that trade for somebody we're investigating, that would have happened all under the rug. It's only because she's in the limelight, like celebrity rich person that it went the way that it went. And it's the staple thing. Like you said, it's, oh, you can't get away with this just because you have money, blah, 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 blah. But it's just a big old back and forth flexing muscles thing because what is it? We're going to say, oh, we don't communicate with terrorists as American. Think about um, what is it? I brought it up before the whole thing with China. When we borrow money from China, like how everyone thinks that there's this big issue with America and China. America borrowed money from China to do what is it an economic surplus and then built weapons with it and was just like we're not going to pay you back america the way that we normally think about it like military wise they could have been like oh yeah you want to make this trade we're going to make the trade you take this person they're going to go assassinate them anyway use one of the blackout guys that are on contract and not american uh american military just somebody who's like a black op contract worker you know not someone that's affiliated with the U.S. government, then goes after this guy and just does what they're about to do anyway, because that's what they've been doing for years. I don't know why this one's a different situation just because it's Brittany Griner, a black female, you know? She's she's a rich athlete. She is African-American, and she is lesbian. So I, I want to say... I, I want to say that's probably the main reason that you know them 
Congress folk don't don't get no fucks. So she marked that's... all the boxes, bro. She marked all the boxes. It's, you're rich. You're a female. You're a lesbian. You're African American. You marked all the boxes where they're like, well, if you could have just taken one off, maybe we would have saved you. Exactly. There, there is no way. Like she, she is all eyes. Like she, to, to her, she, she's a, she's the bottom of the box. <laughs> Which, which is terrible to say, but that's that's just how they see it. Like, like you said, if she had one, maybe one not checked off, then okay, we might can work something out. We, you know, we might give Russia some Google stock or something, something, something give weird. Give Russia some Google stock. <laughs> be like, you can go in with SpaceX real quick. <laughs> exactly. Let's see what we got for Elon Musk. Exactly. But think about like, this. Let me let me put it this way on here. Just like you said, she marks all those boxes. Do you think when we say like America dropped the ball, do you think that they might have been able to do something bigger if they would have gone out of their way and uh like proposed the trade or did something to bring her back? Like, do you think that that would have gone better politically for America? Because of all the shit that we that's going on right now with the LGBT LGBTQ all the uh, race stuff, all the minority, you know, now since uh, knock on wood, you know, we got Trump doing all the stuff that he did and all these uh, people talking about racist Proud Boys coming back up and all these things. If they would have actually gone out of their way to do something out of the normal, do you think they would have gotten more support from America? Or do you think it would have just raised more up, like raised more riots and bullshit? Oh, they would they would have easily gotten more support. Just just as you know, there's there's more of us than there are of them. Like like the 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 Proud Boys and the you know the the far right movement. Those motherfuckers are are very one out of ten, and, and you know we're we're the other percent. So we, we outnumber them. So I, I think that would have been a good political move if they would have did that. Because then that shows you know. America's very um what I'm looking for. I guess you could say open for discussion. They're not always, you know, gung ho type shit that everyone thinks that we are. That we're all pro pro military, always shoot first, ask questions later type shit. If they would have been able to, you know, I don't want to say finesse, but you know, try to work that out and get her back, that would have gave Biden and his whole his whole um his whole group, you know, the the, the power to rerun for uh, next election. That would have gave them the, the heads up. Because they're going to be like, damn, you know, he, he's fighting for everybody. Just off of that, off of that one person, he, he stands for, you know, the feminists, the, the, uh, the gay community, the black community. There's a lot of communities just with that one being, that, that, that one person. And they, right. like, like we said before, the, the quote of the day, they dropped the fucking ball. <laughs> They could have used this in so many ways in their advantage, but that's how you know they just don't give a fuck. You talking about they threw a shack brick at the free throw line type shit? I'm saying a, a 2002 NBA Finals shack, <laughs> where, where he had where he fouled out type shit. That's what they did. Look, but you said something I wanna I wanna bring to light. 
and I want to actually make this a point that needs to be said. You even were like, you know, the Proud Boys, I was far right, all this stuff. It's like far and in between. It's like one out of 10. But the problem that we got right now is those one out of 10 are louder than the other nine. You know what I mean? You go into a bar, the other nine are like, whatever. But that one out of 10 that's feeling some type of way that racist dude, he's real fucking loud right now especially in the in the society community everything that we got going today in america those people are speaking like they got nothing holding them back yeah 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 it's and that's crazy i don't i don't understand why they have that mindset knowing that they're outnumbered like that but the thing is yeah they're they're outnumbered they're the one percenters but those one percent is, is running this fucking country. And that's why they have so much gumption. So I'm like, no. Yeehaw behind their dumb asses. That's why they, they stand so tall. Because they know that, yeah, they might be outnumbered. But it's easy to get it's easy to get the other side on some shit. Or let's, let's, let me rephrase that. It's easier to cooperate and you know make up stories of the other side since the 1% is the authority, you know? So the authority is going to believe the 1% because they're on the same fucking team. So that's why they have, you know, that's why they're so loud because they, they know that they run shit, even though they're not, the, they're not the majority anymore, but they still have power regardless of um, how many or how, how outnumbered they are. Look, this just goes into it. I'm not a spokesman for it. I'm just going to say this. And uh, I'm going to sound like a commercial ad, but this is all just the reason we got to go out there and vote. If you got the ability to vote, you know, you felons, y'all can't vote. But <laughs> yeah, I, 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 did, did you hear about the NBA? That they're not playing any games on Election Day? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I, damn, I, I wish I knew what, what day it was. It's November, somewhere the first week of November, where the NBA, uh, the NBA is not, not playing any play games. No games because they're going to convince everybody instead of staying home and watching a basketball game, go out and vote. Exactly. And they're, and they're doing all their games the day before, and, you know, they're going to run ads on, you know, trying to promote it. Like, you mm -hmm. know, get out there, you know, for your city, your state, you know, do what you need to do. Well, see, that's what that's what we need, because I'm not going to I don't want to sound this way, but, you know, growing up where <laughs> I'm going to have to say this the right way. We're the two okay. black people in our group right now that everyone gets to hear the voices of black males from the 90s. But when we grew up, there wasn't no go out and vote for like black people. I mean, the first person to really convince black people to vote was, that I remember was like Kanye. When Kanye was doing his whole George Bush doesn't care about black people and he was saying all types of stuff like that. Kanye was the first person to really speak out as a black male to be like, go vote to like our generation. You know what I mean? That's that's true. And then everyone else, you know, snowballed in. Like you said, you know, the the majority doesn't really get loud until one of us does it first. Unlike the 1% where they're all fucking loud, regardless if they're, if it's one on 10, <laughs> one on 50, that one is going to be heard over those 50 other people. 
So right. I mean, you remember the whole thing with Obamacare. They were so pissed off about Obamacare and they had, what was it? I remember there was an interview and there was like some dude that was like on a farm or something like that had like basically, you know, he poverty level white guy, but he's sitting there like, fuck Obamacare, this, 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 I'm gonna vote just to uh, get rid of this. And they're like, well, you know that this was made to like benefit you. And he was just like, well, I don't fucking care. That was like, damn, you interviewing like these fucking hillbitty podunk motherfuckers that don't know nothing. And they having a voice on national stage. And you don't see no black people like that unless they have celebrity. Exactly. But you know, that's 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 media. You know, you gotta you gotta go to what sells and, and some some hit talking about you ain't gonna vote for him because he's black. Regardless of what he's doing for you and your family and your family's family, is is that's a headline, and I yeah. I imagine for using that. Actually, but. rephrase that. I remember there was one time when they had Black Lives Matter. They went to one of like the protests, and they had a mm-hmm. white guy. I think I brought this up before. They had the white guy try to interview the black female from college. She had to be like nineteen twenty. And the first thing when they walked up and they said, so you're out here protesting, what message do you want to give the uh, give the rest of America? And they gave her the microphone. And she was just like, I don't know why your white ass is here. You need to get the fuck out of my face and this, this. And then that goes nationwide. I was like, damn, y'all got to find yeah. the one ignorant yes. black girl. <laughs> All you need is one clip and that's it. Yeah, it, the it's sad that. The one ignorant black girl, bro. Exactly. It's sad that they chose her. You know, to to represent all of us or represent that protest, and she don't even know why she was even there. She she was again. She was just there because she wanted to feel included. You remember this? This I I feel like we say this in every every episode. <laughs> the world just wants to be included in everything. Like y'all motherfuckers, just like go sit in the corner. Y'all don't got to do this. If if you have you don't no reason, be a part of everything. You don't got to be out it, here. exactly it's... exactly. <laughs> Just wanted exactly. to be included. You, that's it. They just like, yeah, yeah, people have a bucket list, but that shouldn't be on your bucket list, bitch. Like, go go sit in the corner. Go go read a magazine. Read a book. Like, you you being here, I I think the ignorant folks being there is not gonna hurt if they weren't there. Just saying. <laughs> right. They think like it's all number game, but it's really like we put a bunch of ignorant people out there. You remember when they did the walkouts in uh back home when we was in high school and all the Hispanic kids were like jumping the fences of schools and shit? <laughs> yeah. You remember when they interviewed the homie and he was just like, I don't know. I'm just wanting to get out of school. <laughs> I saw everybody else do it, so I'm going to do it. That's that's the wrong mindset. But, but, but that, that's different though. We was fucking... What, 16, 17, so I, I ain't mad at him for that. <laughs> but it, it's just funny, again, they, they picked the wrong person to interview, and, and, and they got a clip out of it. Yeah, that shit had me leak. He said, what are you doing out here? He goes, I don't know. I just didn't want to go to school. I saw everybody else hopping the fence. <laughs> he said, See, damn. And, and look, and look I, I, I ain't going to lie. That was That was my plan, too. Until I realized, you know, I was like, so why, why is we doing this? And then you know, I heard him. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. Crazy shit. But but the whole the whole back to Britney thing. I was like I'm I'm glad you said that because I, I really thought they were gonna terminate her contract because you know she was locked up. So so that's that that's pretty smooth that you know she still gets her, you know, her ends due or even not being the Right. I mean, you know, there's some like loophole with it because she gonna get paid, but she out of the country, so and in yeah. in like a Russian yeah. thing, so it's like the money just gonna sit there until she get out. Exactly. Or or I think they they might even try to like buy her out, or but you know, if it's too much. Yeah, buy her out or anything, but like that that's still crazy because she still owed the money, so she's still basically making money for it. It's just. But but on the lighter side on the lighter side of things, you know, I think I think her being over there, she over she she gonna run that damn prison because you know that that bitch like six ten. So You're talking about she, we gonna get some like documentaries on her like beating yeah, motherfuckers up in the prison. Out there out there manhandling them, them little Russians. Beating hey, up folks. Hey, I don't know. Some of them Russians are kinda manly. Have you seen some of them female Russians? Hey, They're kinda manly, you, bro. He, you forgot who to get locked up. Who, who? I mean, I know that she said that she would take Demarcus Cousins in the post, but uh, and that's crazy and that's, that's that. hilarious. Yeah, that's, she was that's crazy for that. But I gotta, I gotta say, you know, you're right. I might be trying to hype up the the Russian women a little bit, but if you got the mindset of I'm gonna take Demarcus Cousins in the post, I don't think you gotta go into the prison and someone walk up to you and be like. What you doing here? Be like, I'm taking this bitch over. Yeah, they stopping. they got it. They I bet you they give her her own cell. Like she ain't got no bunk, no no uh, no no room or nothing. Like she got her own spot. She get her own. She get her own lunch time. Be like, solitary. that's what I'm saying because because I know the you know she, like I said she's black. She's gay. Uh, she's black gay, she's a female I know she's been bullied her whole life so I know she got the hand <laughs> I know she, <laughs> she got, got that hand. pent up anger she got that pent up anger ready to that, like go in on that's somebody. what I'm saying so, so let some Russians try to come in and, and you know try to like take her butt or something they, they on her ass and then she just <laughs> she, she fucked them up she's like okay I, I can see it bro uh, we gonna get a notice in like three months that she done beat somebody up in jail. I'm saying like, she got instantly, instantly bring that up on an episode. Be like, yo, you called it, <laughs> you called it. She gonna she gonna get hella charged at it. Watch, I'm telling you that <laughs> that nine is gonna turn to life. Cause, cause you know, cause, you know, them Russians don't like looking like punks. So she in there getting down and beating up every Russian she, she come across. They gonna add it up on her. They're going to let her out, though. I think this is all just, like, personally, I think on Russia's side, it's a, it's a political stunt. Like, they're going to hold her as long as they can have some type of leeway. And as soon as everything, like, fades away, she's just going to get let go because it's like, yo, we're not going to get anything for her. We're not going to have any leverage. We just really housing somebody for, to them, like, nothing. You know what I mean? They're not going to give a shit after so long. They're going to let just let her go. Yeah, it, exactly. It's it's a it's a modern day ransom. That's all it is. 
exactly it's kind of stupid but i mean like nobody really catches on to it that's the thing it 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 really is stupid but you like, like you said it's it's a power play it's all political like they're holding her because you know u.s wanted to get involved in that whole russian and ukraine type shit so that's why they're like oh, okay so y'all want to get involved? Y'all let y'all gotta blow this bitch up. <laughs> y'all want to blow us up? <laughs> yeah, y'all want to come at us? She gonna be here on our soil. Guess what? Exactly. Drop big drop. Drop them bombs on us. Y'all, y'all gonna lose one. And then and then here's America. All like, okay, that's fine. You know, look at our scoreboard compared to yours. Y'all know. <laughs> Okay, okay. Let me let me bring this up since we came up with uh since that just came up. What do you think the difference like how we're looking at this whole situation with Brittany Grinder? Remember when uh Dennis Rodman was uh shoulder to shoulder with uh Kim Jong Un? And like everyone here was like throwing a huge ass fit. Do you feel like they was really going at him sideways because he's basically the same situation but not in trouble? And like America was really on his head, but think about it: if we had somebody like Dennis to speak with Russia, shit would go okay. Like I don't even think it would have escalated to this point to begin with. But the thing is, we do have someone to speak to Russia. You know what his name is? Like Dennis? Yeah. Oh shit! I don't know because I just know Rodman had that shit down in South or in uh in Korea. Damn, Bones. How are you going to mute yourself and not tell me who this guy is? Now I'm trying to think of the name. I got to go look it up. What are you guess? <laughs> Bro, I, I, I don't know. Unless it's a Russian dude that's over here. Who, uh, who is it? Okay. Dolph Lundgren? It's... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's Donald Trump. Man. You know, but... Yeah, okay, okay, okay. But you know he ain't going fight for somebody like Britney. That's what I mean. Like, you got somebody like Dennis who... Dennis Rodman was out there for everybody. This man wore, wore a dress to marry himself. You think he gonna fight for Britney? Yeah, he going to. You think if the person was white, he'd do the same argument? Yeah, he'd do the same argument whether white, gay, Indian, whatever. he make the same argument because that's just the type of person Dennis Rodman is. But you got the person to actually pull those conversations... And he say like it's it's Trump. He's not gonna have the same conversations or fight for the same people like Dennis Rodman would. Yeah, true. That is true. But I don't know. It's the, Since... it's the uh, the character type thing. Like I see the connection, and I I see where you're going with it. Because I see like yeah, Trump could do what Dennis Rodman could do with with uh, Kim Jong Un, but uh. Well, he he, he already he already was the same. He uh, Putin and uh, Trump are real are, are for real boys. Like they got pictures of them together back in the day. Like they got pictures right. of him uh, months ago. Content, so like he, he really content good, of the but... character, he's not going to do yeah. what 
Dennis Rodman would do. He'd be sitting there and Putin would probably say something to him and be like, yeah, you know, I'm going to pull a power play and hold her until I get this. And Trump would be like, oh, that's a good business move. That's a good business move. <laughs> you're, you're right. But I think I think I think if, if Trump was still still president, I, I think he would try to, you know, I think he would use oh. leverage to try to get her back. But since he's not in office anymore, that's why he don't yeah. get up. If Trump was president, this wouldn't even happen. It wouldn't have been big news. It wouldn't have gone to this level. It would have been over with within like a week. Most that definitely, shit would have yeah. been discussed and done. Like if Trump was president, that shit would have been done. It would have been over with. It wouldn't have escalated or held over as long as it has. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. That's oh, I'll give you that. He, he definitely would have got her back quick because just because you know his connections. Not saying Biden don't. Not saying Biden don't got connections, but a lot of people aren't liking him right now. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean. I'm not going to say nothing to really knock on Biden and say he don't got no connections, but uh, it's hard to remember your connections when you forget to wave, you know? Like, or how to ride a bike. <laughs> this man, I thought he was about to fall down the stairs one time. I mean, somebody's he's, whispering he's, in his ear to be like... Look, that nigga fell up some stairs when he was trying to get on... Uh, I think it was uh, Air Force <laughs> One. He fell... Getting up on that bitch, I was like, damn, that, that nigga bruised away from from hitting the kick in the bucket. <laughs> he said he's close. He, he he really is, bro. Like that's they 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 need to make a limit, an age an age maximum. Like I know they have a minimum for an age, but they, they need a maximum for an age for a president. That's that, that's that's uh, crazy. I mean. They said it a long time ago. Who was it? They interviewed somebody. I can't remember. I posted it on my Instagram. But the guy was like, somebody asked about being a, a female president, like a little girl. And the president went to like a classroom. You know how they used to do that back in like the 70s, 80s and shit. But the little girl said she wanted to be the next president. He goes, okay. And then somebody interviewed him about the conversation. And he said, I do see a woman president in our future, but I see it being the most unconventional way. I see a woman vice president happening and our president dying and her taking over. And it literally looks like he foresaw the future like 30 years ago because that looks like what, what the fuck's about to happen. You know, I, I think I've seen that 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 uh that clip you're talking about because I think I did see it not too long ago. I think it was like around the, uh, when they rushed the Capitol, they was talking about that. But nonetheless, yeah, I think that is about to happen. Miss Harris might be, might be the, might be the wave. I mean, and I know I'm gonna catch some heat for this for saying it. I don't think she'd be a good president, to be honest. Cause she's black. No, not because she's black. Because of who she is, man. Think about it. What did she uh, oversee when she was a senator? Her area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's say this. We. Let me grab like a white guy, like you know. You look at Doug Ducey. Do you think he'd be a good president? I, I don't know nothing about no. I don't know nothing about Doug. Yeah, well, Doug don't do shit anyway. So, do you think if he go okay, be a good then... president because he don't do shit? No. But like, I'm looking at the same situation for her. Like, everyone saw her as a black female, 
And it's like, yeah, black female, like she's speaking out, she's doing this, she's a senator, she's got all this other stuff. I, I agree that she moved up and I'm like proud that we have somebody like that. But then when I look at what she's done as a black female senator, I don't see her pulling a lot of like senator weight. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Like she she ain't done enough to to put her to put her ballot in. I think you're saying yeah. Right, right, right. Like I'm not knocking it. If she's there, I'm not gonna be like, oh fuck them all there, blah 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 blah. I'm not gonna be one of those guys. But I feel like if it was it's even the same thing with like Hillary. When everyone was sitting there like Hillary Clinton, woman president. And then you go and you put her against somebody else. I'm away the decisions of what I'm actually looking at. I'm not voting for her because she's a black female. I'm voting because she's going to do what I need her to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look at the whole thing with Obama. It wasn't Obama's black. It was like, we need change. Okay, look at you. You coming in here saying we need change. You're right, bro. We do need change. We need all this other stuff. It just so happens that a black man is telling us that we need change. Yeah, well, and I think they came up and said the same thing. I would have voted for the white guy. I mean, shit. You know what? You're right. You're definitely right. But, but, but that was. I think. I, I think the whole Obama change thing. That was like. How can I put this? I don't. I don't think that nigga was talking about changing America. I think he was just talking about we, we get to get some color in the office, and that's what that's what majority of of people I want to say people thought when he said we we need change was they were but saying see, yeah we let me let me put this this way even when he says change and you say you need some color in the office think about it we've had white people as presidents for as long as we remember and it's been the same white people mindset if you say we need some color in the office he got a different outlook he got a different view he's got different thoughts that could be the change. Like, you know, we need change because we've been dealing with the same thought process over and over and over and over again. Let me step in here and change the thought process. Regardless yeah, yeah. Most, whether it's like changing America or just changing the thought process. I see, I see that that actually happened. Like he changed the thought process of a lot of shit when it comes to like politics. Yeah, he, he most definitely did, but but I'm saying for the people who couldn't think outside the box, who just voted for him because he was black. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Those motherfuckers, with, when they heard he was like, oh yeah, I, I want to bring change. Those motherfuckers were like, oh yeah, you know? He, That's what he means. They weren't thinking like outside the box or like, like you know, like the uh, Obama act, all that shit, the health care joint. They weren't thinking about that when they, when they voted for him. <laughs> they were thinking the change of the change of color, change of the scenery. Let me go deeper into that. So, you know, they weren't thinking that back in the day. But now people think it. So him bringing the change when he got voted in, he brought that change for people to now think like, oh, you got to get somebody to think differently. Because all before him, everybody thought the same. Everyone was just voting red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. You know what I mean? Now it's like, oh, you got to look at how they thinking. Even if he just came in there like, I'll vote for me because I'm black kind of thing. He still made people think about the change because now we're looking at, uh, now people look at what they're actually saying versus just what party they back in. That is, that's exactly true. And, and, and I feel like, 
I've I don't know about you, but I've I've always felt that way growing up. Like I've never chosen a side like that, Republican or Democrat. I've always just looked at whose whose policies and beliefs and uh, you know what they were gonna do going forward. That's how I slid my voting my votes. Hey, I'm an independent. I mean, I said it when I was a kid. Ralph Nader was running for president for I don't know how long. If I didn't like either person, I was voting Ralph Nader because, you know. <laughs> Ralph got my vote. <laughs> Ralph was on the ballot every year. That's, hey, that's a cold nigga, man. What, what is that nigga doing now? <laughs> you got, uh, that, that nigga said, fuck, I don't put my name on every, every go-round, nigga. I'm doing it. That's tight. That man is, you know how you have like the Oscar nominees and like Leonardo DiCaprio before actually winning an Oscar was like still considered a great because he was nominated like every fucking year. Yeah. That's Ralph Nader, man. He (laughs) out the ballot every fucking year. That nigga don't win, but in my book, he's he's a goddamn winner because he's on there every year. So yeah. That's a cold. That's cold. That's tight. Ah, damn. I got. I got to do my research on that nigga. See what that nigga been up to. (laughs) That is tight. I still remember what was it? The Al Gore when he ran, and they made the Pinky and the Brain episode, and uh, they tried to build a hot air balloon. And they said, you might as well vote for Nader because if you're going to vote for Gore, he's just full of hot air. We're going to use him as he's speaking to uh, light up a hot air balloon and we'll float away. Oh, that's, that's cold. Damn, that's so like they that. had him just sitting there. They had him like sitting in the chair just talking and they hooked him up to like a hot air balloon. And while he's talking, he just lifted the motherfucking balloon. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that show was funny. They roasted him. They're like, "Yeah, he's full of hot air. He's just sitting there talking." And you remember the old cartoons? Like you can hear them like mumbling in the background, but you really don't ever make out what they're saying. Man, yeah, I'm, it, it's it, like, it's funny now because you know a lot of those jokes now it hit different now now, now that we're older. <laughs> right. There's there's a lot of jokes like that that do that to me. I'm like, oh, bro. Man. So let me piece this together. It's going to go in with what you was talking about before with like those one percenters. And mm-hmm. I'm explain since you said, you know, we've been on the hiatus for a little bit. I went on vacation, watched my uh, childhood sister go get married. Went down to the South, hung out with a bunch of guys from there. You know, some of the stuff that, uh, bro, like Southernisms, man, yeah, some yeah. of the things that they said had me dying. Like, my sister's husband is a white guy. Yes. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Jason. Greatest guy ever. I mean, I'll even Hell put it yeah. here. Bro, he has one up on everybody right now because I was part of the wedding. I watched him get married. And as soon as we walked out, I walked over, gave him a hug and like cried on his shoulder because it was just so emotional and stuff. And yeah. everybody at the wedding was looking and they're like, man, I've never seen Zoe cry. And like, I went to him, like, hugged him and cried him. So if we ever say, like, there's a great guy, bro, he up there. He up there. He he, uh, he really is. I'm, I'm disappointed that I couldn't make it. Sylvia, I'm so sorry. I tried to text you. You didn't text me back yet. I checked your phone. I don't know if you're <laughs> you mad at me. 
I'm sorry, but I wish I could have made it. it. It looked beautiful through the snaps and the photos. But yeah, Jason, that's that, that's a real one. I hope I'll have uh, to tell her that 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 she got her one this time. Yeah, that's a winner. That's a winner for sure. That's somebody for life, like brother for life. As soon as I met him. But let me let me get back to it. He gave me an actual southernism, and I just started cracking up. Like he sent it to me in message, and it goes, "With my luck, it could be raining tits outside, and I'd look up and catch a dick." And bro, yo, that sucks. I've never laughed so hard reading that one. But I realized, like, if I, if you walk down the street and say that right now, like, if I walk down the street and said that outside in Seattle, somebody would lose their shit and call me like a homophobe or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm definitely gonna call you gay. That shit was hilarious. He said, "Bro, it could be raining tits outside, but with my luck, I'd look up and catch a dick." And I just started dying. That's like I ain't never luck. laughed so hard. <laughs> That's terrible luck. Okay, especially if, if you outside like the like the, the chickens and the hens, you know that that that, that look up when it's raining. Wow, <laughs> the, the turkey, the turkeys, isn't it? When they look up, and and down go, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god, you're fucked, but, bro. Being out there did some like it recharged like all of us because like I went out there with everyone from like Arizona, California, like all of us from the West Coast went out there. And I'm going to tell you, it like recharged us because the way that we naturally are to like crack these type of jokes and hang out with like people who are comfortable. Like society now doesn't do that. How we was bringing up the one percenters, like, you know, how they're real loud and everyone sees that. And you think about going down to the South and uh, you think about running into a lot of them. And like you said, the majority isn't like that. You go down there, they're so accepting. They're so nice. Everything's built on respect. I mean, one of the little homies squeaks. Chase, we went to a bar together and there was an older black lady, like probably in her like 40s or 50s, but she didn't look like it. You know, black don't crack. Chase saw her, tapped her on the shoulder real quick and goes, ma'am, I just got to stop you. I got to let you know you are beautiful. And she goes, honey, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, she's talking to him. Chase is a young white man. This is an older black lady. And she looks at him goes, like, after they talk for a little bit, he goes, or she looks at him and tells him, like, honey, I'm old enough to be your mom. She's like, how old are you? He goes, I'm 25. And she goes, look, my daughter's 23. And he goes, wow. He's like, but you're so beautiful. He goes, if you think you're, or she looks at him and goes, if you think I'm beautiful, you should see my daughter, like, you're thinking about all this, like, go to the South, deal with this racism and all this stuff because that 1% is very loud. But when we was out there, like, the acceptiveness and, like, the majority of the people aren't like that. Like, you don't run into that. They're just speaking. That 1% is just so fucking loud that we don't understand. If we actually speak about what we want, there's fucking 90% and the other 9% can stay quiet because they're ignorant as shit. But there's like 90% that really understand and back in shit right now. They're just not speaking louder than that 1%. Yeah, that's that, that, that was a great way to put it. You're most definitely right. But since since you brought the trip, you know, 
you said, you know, you came back on on 110%. What, how long were you out there for? What, what all did you do? How, how was the cure? Tell, tell everybody. Uh, bro, I was out there for a week. I was drunk almost the entire week. I spent time in New Orleans, went down to Mississippi, hung out with a bunch of people. I was looking for a girl that looked like Calypso from Pirates of the Caribbean. I wanted her to steal my soul with some voodoo magic. I did find a girl that looked like that. She was in a green jumpsuit, had some dreads, had some braces. She was like probably five foot nothing, gorgeous. And man, you know me, I got no problem like talking to people. Bro, I was stuck. Like I, I couldn't grab her at the club to dance. I couldn't do nothing. I could just stare. Like she was beautiful. I ended up speaking with her later. Damn, but nice. bro, she was <laughs> beautiful. Damn. That's 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 pretty odd. You know? I didn't Bro, I feel like she stole my soul with just a look. Like just just glancing at you, huh? Yeah, she just glanced. And to make it even better, she like glanced, she had the green jumpsuit and kinda like leaned over. And she did a little twerk, a little pop of the booty, and I was just like, probably like sitting there in the middle of the dance floor, drooling on myself. And she like two feet in front of me. You know she's doing it to me, but it's like, damn, I'm stuck. Like I can't even jump on it right now. I'm it's, drooling on myself. Like it sounds like one of those movie scenes where you know, the the two characters are in the crowd. And, you know, it's obviously a crowd. You see the crowd there with them. But then, and and the dudes. You can't notice the crowd. You can't notice the crowd. Exactly. Everything else disappeared. Exactly. Yeah. Disappeared. <laughs> exactly. I, th- I think I've already had that moment once. But damn, see those that's fake. And a moment like that, I think I think I would have forced myself to, to go. I would have forced myself to get up and go over there. I found her later, and I said, "What's up?" and shit. But yeah. How long? Right. How long were all in New Orleans? What, two, uh, three days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About three, three, four days. Three, four days. Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. Went down to Bourbon Street. Talked to another girl named Medusa. She said she liked my dreads. Shout out to Medusa oh. if you guys want some, uh, want some uh, dreads done or get your braids done. Go down Bourbon Street, and if you meet a girl named Medusa, let her know. You need your hair done. She she got it. Her dreads were her dreads were on point. So her calling me out and saying like she like my dreads, I gotta tell y'all, if you want your hair done, go to go to Medusa. Like if you find her out there, get your hair done. You know, that's 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 not like a, a drug transaction. Who, why? Because her name's Medusa? Yeah, and, and 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 you didn't give no address or nothing. You just said go out there and just ask for ask for a chick named Medusa. Look, look, <laughs> look! I can't give all my secrets away, but if oh, they go okay, down okay. To, bet, if they bet. go down to Bourbon Street, they're gonna run into a chick named Medusa at some point, and they're gonna understand because she's gonna have dreads. She's gonna be a light skinned woman. She's very pretty. Oh, she's not like skin. the five foot. Yeah, she likes skin. She's not like the one that I talked to. The one I talked to, I'm telling you, she looked like straight up darker than me, Pirates of the Caribbean, fucking Calypso from the movie. Like, this girl Medusa, she don't look like that. She was like a light-skinned girl. She just was going by that name. But you're going to know because it's going to be a pretty girl with some dreads, lighter-skinned black woman, and she's going to introduce herself as Medusa. And she got her hair on point. Like, she's going to be on Bourbon Street. I, I need to go see Medusa there so she can do my hair. Mm-hmm. You'll find her. You just walk up and down Bourbon Street. You'll find her eventually. <laughs> you just walk. You'll eventually see her. 
Yeah, just walk up and down Bourbon Street, hit some of the bars, go in, you know, experience. Well, here, here's what I got to say. Go out there and experience it. Like a lot of people, uh, they looked at me crazy when I go on vacation. Like even mom and everybody else was asking me, like when I fly out, I don't really make like a long standing plan of what I'm going to do. You need to yeah, go out yes. there and experience it. Like, don't yeah. go out there and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to New Orleans. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Go out there and see the city. Go out there and enjoy what's going on. Like, yeah, you know, bourbon is the attraction. So go down there and go to Bourbon Street. But go there and experience it. Don't make a plan of, okay, we need to be at Bourbon. I got to hit this bar at this time. I got to go here at this time. I got to do the ghost tour at this time. Go explore the cemetery. It's fun to do all that, but experience the city. Like when you travel, don't travel just to see what everybody goes and sees. See the city for what it is. See the people. Understand how they live their life, you know? All right, now, let me ask you this, and doing it that way, does that make you still a tourist, or are you, like, are you, like, really, are, are you, like, really intuning yourself into the city and, like, you know, just doing what the locals do type shit? You know, here, here's where I'll say it. Like, I personally would say, like, I'm still a tourist because I'm still only there for a short period of time. I'm not a local. Of course. But the way that everyone speaks to me when i go and do this like people talk to me on a different level like people don't look at me like oh you only here to go do this 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 and whatever like even when we went and did like the ghost tour i was talking to the guy who was running it and he was chatting it up with me and being real cool and everything and we was just talking like normal conversation like i don't have to go up to him and be like oh you know let's experience this or give me history on this or talk to me about this like I'm just talking to him about how he lived life. And even like you get an Uber driver, sit there and chat with the Uber driver. They was out there calling me kinfolk, fam, brother, everything, you know, and they explaining everything that they do. They're talking about um, people who go out to New Orleans. They say, don't go out there high key. And what I mean by that for anybody who doesn't understand, there's like, they say on Bourbon Street, watch out for pickpockets. They don't go out there and try to harm you per se you know what i mean they're not out there looking to like rob you at gunpoint or anything but if you're going out there with a flashy ring with your bag open with the gucci backpack looking like you got money you're gonna get robbed because you're going out there looking like that you looking different than everybody else you're trying to show somebody that you got something and they're like oh you know what your bag is open i'm gonna reach in the bag and take what's in the bag because that's that's money to them but at the same time if you walk in with like one girl was walking with a purse on her side and someone walks up and goes, honey, you got to close that purse or you're going to get robbed. They're not trying to intimidate you. They're telling you that's the thought process that everyone there has. And if you are going out there looking like a tourist, acting like a tourist, pulling this, I got money, I'm out here doing whatever I want type attitude, then you're looked at differently than trying to experience what life there is. You know what I mean? AKA don't don't go out there looking like a lick. <laughs> well, I mean, like not even just go out there looking like a lick. It's the difference, like you said, being a tourist. Yeah. Like, uh, let me say, I went to Dubai. Okay, you remember I tell the story occasionally. When I went to Dubai, I went during Ramadan. So during Ramadan, I didn't try to eat, drink, or do everything because that's how they culturally are out there in Ramadan. But there's a lot of people who go there and they're like, "Well, I'm in Dubai. I'm gonna act this way because I'm in Dubai." 
and you see them getting a lot more arguments and people treat them differently because they go there with that attitude of i'm in this city i'm spending money i need to be treated this way or do what i want not i'm here in this city it's your city let me let me experience what your city has to give me you know and that's where i say like the tourists like i'm a tourist but the mindset is different because bro they'll be go out there like i bought the when i was in dubai people from europe were going over there like i paid to come here and i paid for my hotel if i want to wear this i can but it's the middle of ramadan and girls trying to go outside with short shorts and like crop tops and shit like that and it's like yo their culture doesn't really accept that as normal wear and it's the most religious time of the year it's kind of insulting for you to be going out there half naked you know Even though it's fucking hot out there. But that's the culturally thing. Like, You're in other right, cultures, yeah. like, let me put it this way. In America, most other cultures, when it's hot, they protect themselves from the sun and they stay in air conditioning. They're like, yo, it's hot outside. We're going to get in air conditioning. We need to protect ourselves from the sun. So they wear thin, like, long sleeve or thin, like, long pants. So they're breathable but you're not getting direct sunlight on your skin. America goes like American or like, let, let me put it this way. So then it just sounds correct. Mostly prominent white cultures when it's hot outside will take clothes off and go outside like half naked. Think Europe, America, even like Mexico or anything like that. You know, it's hot. We're going to be half naked outside. Other countries, when you go to like the Middle East, they're covering their skin because they don't want that direct sunlight on their skin. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So I, when I you hit there, way. yeah, you go there during Ramadan, we have clothes that are like thickly made and all this other stuff. They have clothes that are thinly made and breathable because their clothes are made to fit with the situation they're in so yeah we're going there kind of out of the normal but the thing is we can adapt and like all right you know if you got the money to go to dubai and do all this other stuff and act like that buy some of the natural clothing that they have there and wear that yeah i would i i, I would do that too that that would make sense I mean, don't buy so, like the noble, noble, flashy. Like, don't get all, uh, yo, I need like gold trimmed, blah, 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 blah. Like, don't, don't be, like, be that person. But go out there. Like, even me, I went over to New Orleans and, you know, it, it, it's humid. It's hot. They have a lot of like, you step outside and it's like you sweating. I looked at some of the clothes I have and some of the clothes that I could buy from them. And the clothes that I could buy from them is different. Like, it's thinner like naturally their clothes are thinner than the clothes that we had and and that was in new orleans or you mean in dubai no that was in new orleans like just the natural cotton shirts oh. were thinner, like the everyday shirts that you could just go and buy off the street and like buy in the stores they are just felt thinner like that was it it was just like a thinner material so you was wearing that when you was out there Hell yeah, I need a shit to breathe, bro. <laughs> yeah, you, okay. I can't imagine wearing no pro club out there. I would die. 
Yeah, like I'm used to like the short sleeve hoodies and stuff like that, you know? Like I always be wearing a hoodie, like a short sleeve hoodie. That shit don't breathe. But normally it's like, you know, you're not dealing with humidity, so it's like the shirt gets hot, but you can still be okay. Nah, I'm just dripping sweat underneath the short sleeve hoodie. (laughs) And, you know, you buy a short sleeve hoodie from there, the material's thinner and it allows you to breathe, like, because that's naturally what they're expected to wear. Okay, yeah. So, so again, they saved your life. <laughs> yeah. Where they should. Understand, right. bro. All right, now before we before we get out of here, you gotta explain the specifics. Like, how was it being a groomsman? He said, "Being a groomsman." Yes. Cause that I wasn't shit a was, groomsman. You was it? Nah. Oh, so y'all just went out there looking fucking fly, huh? Nah, I... <laughs> Sylvia Sylvia's is a, a character. So this is what makes this real funny because shout out to Jason for doing this. Jason's family was very confused and Jason said something that was beyond respectful because you know how we have bridesmaids and you have the girls on that side, right? Of course. Sylvia didn't have no girls on that side. She had me, Michael, Andrew, and Charlie. So y'all were bridesmaids. All, yeah, it was all men up there. And it was confusing yes. to Jason's dad at first. Cause like he was at like Jason's dad was asking Jason, like, do you who's this man? Who's this man? Who's this man? Like, you know them? And Jason stopped him at one point and he was explaining, like, yeah, I know them. And he stopped him and he said, Look, they are like my brother. He goes, I love them like brothers. They could be standing on my side just as much as hers. What you're seeing when you look up there. If you want to look at it traditionally, you could put all six behind me and she could have nobody on her side and it would be the same people up there. Smooth. Smooth. And I was like, that that had to be the most respectful thing I've ever seen because it was like, yo, they could be on my side just as much as they're on hers. It's not like, oh, these are her best friends. These are the people that we care about and we want them up there. Okay, yeah, that okay, that's fire. I gotta see the picture of all you guys set up like that. I I don't well, think I saw that picture. I don't I don't think we posted the picture. I know that uh Mama Jeannie took a picture of everybody up there, but mm-hmm. bro, they even said it when uh the wedding planner and the ordained guy said he'd never been at something that emotional because everybody was up there crying. I know like at one point I walked up, Charlie turned around and looked at me and he goes, don't start crying. His eyes were all teared up. And I was like, bro, don't talk to me like that. And I'm tearing up. I looked across the way. Jeff was on the other side tearing up. I looked straight in Jason's face. He was tearing up. I was just like, man, everybody was up there crying. Like the whole wedding party, family, everybody was up there on the stage just bawling. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I should have <laughs> Bro, Tyler I, went and Tyler literally told me, he was like, I was good. He goes, I looked up. He was like, I saw Zoe crying. He was like, I just started these. breaking down. He said, that was it. He saw me cry and he just started breaking down. And I was just like, man, how often do y'all see me cry? And they're like, like that? Never. That was, you that was, was, was out there contagious as fuck, huh? Man, I was getting roasted for it. Like, even the wedding planner <laughs> came up and she was just like, <laughs> You okay? You out there crying? I was like, man. 
<laughs> I was out there tearing up bad. And like Sylvia even told me, she was saying she put me in one spot because she knew like she wanted me to like be a part of it, but she knew that I wasn't the way I am. As most of you guys know, if you've been listening, I'm not going to be the person to step up in front. Like I have no problem talking to people or doing the one on one, but I don't want to do a speech. I don't even like doing like the video recordings that we'll do occasionally. I don't like being in front of the camera, being in front of people. So even me doing that for her, is like a big thing. And she knew that, but she was like, she knew she was like going to get an emotional side of me. So she put me like in a spot where she knew I'd be comfortable and wouldn't like be too emotional or too, you know what I mean? You know where I'm trying to go with this? Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was trying to keep you out the limelight, you know, keep you out the center of attention. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I'm not a limelight person. But but you know it, it kind of didn't work because you got everybody else crying and shit. Man, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> everybody saw you still over here tearing up. That's damn. See, see, I, I bet your anger was the only one who wasn't crying. That's a that's a real man. No, Andrew was crying. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody was crying, bro. Everybody. <laughs> Charlie cried during his speech. Oh man, I bet bro, you everybody was. was I, I bet you that that hit hard. You like, God damn it. Yeah, Charlie was about to start talking about the hoodlum stuff that we did back in the past. It yeah, was can't funny do as that. hell. Man, Tyler's uh, fiance was. Uh, it was the first time I ever met Tyler's fiance. And that shit was cracking oh, really? me up because she was sitting there. It was me, Tyler, and Charlie. And she was sitting on top of Tyler. And like I sat down for a second and she looked at me because I was like looking at her. And I just told her, I was like, you know, it just processed through my mind. I was going to push you off of Tyler and sit on his lap. And she looks at me and goes, you are one of these idiots. She was like, I was used to dealing with those two. Now there's another one added in. She goes, I don't know how I'm going to deal with all of you guys this weekend. <laughs> I want to say this because it's like you and me, you know, the black people speaking right now. And (laughs) being proud black males, you know? But everyone showing up, everyone that I was hanging out with out there, or most of them, everyone from like Jason said, they're all white, but they are still brothers. Like, they are as close to family as you can get. It's not just, it's the thing that I said where, you know, people talk about racism and they say, I don't see color. I feel like that's more racist because you see color, you know, color, you know, that these people are dealing with something different because of their skin color or because of their culture or because of how they're raised. But these are the guys who like are the ones that say, I don't care because regardless of what you look like, what you've been through, what, whatever's going on, you're family to them. You know what I mean? So it's just different because they literally had that feeling of like, I don't care. They don't talk to you no different than anybody else, regardless of what you've been through. And they know you've been through other stuff. You still spoke to and dealt with the same as anybody else that they deal with. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people do try to associate when you say, oh, yeah, that's my brother. They they associate that with the, with the brother, like only to only Tony. Your brother, you guys are black. No, you you could be my brother. Like I could treat you like 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 you was my kin, like you was my blood brother. 
right and that's the thing is like everybody there like when i said we went there and it wasn't like a celebration it was like meeting family everybody there yeah. was like kin it was like meeting your cousins meeting your brothers meeting meeting people you ain't like sides of your family that you've never seen before that's what it was like it wasn't oh you know we're all hanging out and like you meeting a friend and like oh you know like you said you say brother and it's like talking to another black guy like that's your friend no this was like brother like this is close as blood as you can get yeah exactly and it's no fuck that they they, they both mean the same thing people might think people might think er <laughs> brother <laughs> er is different from brother a <laughs> it's the same thing i was gonna say that's totally different I was... <laughs> you had the that's er so that... <laughs> i did i'm like damn that's the same fucking thing Okay, <laughs> ain't that a coincidence? Yeah, that was funny. It's the it's the ebonics. You add the a at the end, everything gets better. Exactly, this is true. You replace any right. er with an a, and we good, we good. <laughs> oh man, okay. What I was gonna say was I do have a, a would you rather, but I think I'm gonna save it for next week. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's have this would you rather. Uh, no, no, I, I, I can't. Have, we're gonna have Negro <laughs> conversations right now. All right. Um, where to go? Okay. Would you rather laugh, laugh every time funeral uncontrollably or puke every time you see a baby? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You said laugh uncontrollably when? At a funeral, or puke every time you see a baby. I'm laughing at a funeral because I already don't like funerals, but I like kids. What? Bro, I don't I'm... like going to funerals no more. Like it's been as bad as it sounds. There's been too many funerals that I've gone to that I just don't like going no more. Understood. But but laughing at that bitch though, that's crazy. Look, I can avoid a funeral. I can't avoid a baby. Yeah, the fuck you can. So you're going to have kids and every time you walk home, you're going to throw up? That's that's going to be my reason not to have kids. <laughs> I, 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 I can avoid kids. I, I can't avoid funerals. Everyone, everyone has to come to a demise. Right. It's, it's, and it's bad to say that. Look, look, when you come to your demise, bro, your family will receive compensation from me for your funeral. But if I'm laughing uncontrollably, I'm not showing up. I might be like, hey, I'll see you guys. I'll see family. I'll speak with them. I'll go do all this other stuff. You got a wake? I'll go to your wake, but nah. He said, said, I'll I'll, I'll say all my sorry and goodbyes before the funeral. Yeah, I'll go to the wake. I'll go to the yeah. wake. Nah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm puking every time I see babies. Fuck it. Because, because you know, it, 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 it didn't say how many times you puke, or if it's an endless puke, you just puke. So I could throw up once and be cool. Yeah, you're gonna see a baby, and you know how they got that projectile vomit. You gonna vomit? Projectile vomit. <laughs> Everybody bro, you ever seen babies up? do that? You ever seen babies no. do that projectile vomit, bro? No. 
it's interesting because a baby really be just sitting there and you don't realize that they're about to throw up and next thing you know it'd be like a hiccup and it just like shoots from their mouth i've seen i've seen babies like spit up like you know like throw up like down the chin or something i've never seen like shoot out like like shotgun bucks bruh it's not like shotgun because you know they don't got no teeth and they're not like they don't understand that they're like puking so yeah you know we shotgun bulk because we like try to close our mouth and hold it in okay imagine if you're about to throw up and you know instead of trying to hold it in just let that shit go that's crazy yeah that's how babies be like and then shit just be shooting from their mouth like in a stream i've been around my fair share of babies i've never seen that yeah there was a baby on the airplane and that baby i don't know maybe i'm just like good with the baby's like what no, 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 not that the baby threw up. Well, the baby oh. did throw up, but it was like a small throw up. But the baby uh-huh. was sitting there and the mom was talking to me about it. And we could bring this up into another thing because like she switched with grandma because she wanted to breastfeed. And I was like, uh-huh. okay, with it. She was like, I don't want you to like lay the baby on your lap or this, this, this while I'm breastfeeding. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. So me personally, I have He's no problem I, with like public. No, I have no problem with uh, public breastfeeding, but I feel like if I'm like kind of like that, where it's like, you know, you can see a titty or you like you acknowledge it. I feel kind of perverted, like acknowledging when somebody's like public breastfeeding. I I get it. I'm not against it, but I feel like perverted, like walking up and like having a conversation with you while you breastfeeding your baby. Like, that's not the way I am. So she switches, but the baby like would go between her and the grandma. And I guess when the baby would go to the grandma, the baby would always like try to go over to the another seat to like be like with me or something like that like come hang out with me and they're like you're so nice and like you're so respectful and you're so good with the kid like the baby would like lean over and like touch my shoulder or something they're like oh my god he's gonna mess with him and i just kind of look over and like smile at the baby and things like the baby was a good baby but i could only imagine like every time you turn around and see the baby i was just like oh yeah the baby's a lot that's what I'm saying. I I would change seats with somebody. I'm I'm not looking nowhere near that fucking baby. Don't nah, that baby was up. a good baby. That baby was a good baby, man. But even then, that they they were so surprised that you were so good with kids because they thought you was an angry black guy. Maybe or I don't even think it's angry no. There's black no maybe. There's, there's always that. No, I don't think it's angry black guy. That's the only thing because like they were talking to me before like every before the flight. Like they mentioned the good stuff about like me being good with the kids like after the flight. But they were having conversations with me before. I think what it is is like not only just like me being like a black male, but looking at how people are on an aircraft or like how people are just generally now. You know, you have the baby and they don't acknowledge that the baby's a baby. So if the baby cries or the baby like touches them, everyone's like, why, why can't you control your kid? But I'm just like, I understand the baby's a baby. The baby's going to do baby stuff, you know? Make perfect sense. You're not going to fault the baby for, for you know, yeah, like yeah, doing baby shit. Yeah. You're not going to blow up because the baby ain't got no right mind. Like the baby don't know what the fuck they doing low key. Yeah. If the baby comes over and like grabs one of my dreads and like looks at my dread, I'm going to be like, the baby's never seen dreads before. Okay, Dude, like maybe the baby that's... doesn't see black people all the time. I'm not going to flip out on the baby for seeing dreads. But, you know, like, I'm going to bring it this way. If you have somebody in their, like, 20s that gets drunk and just starts grabbing my hair, like, oh, my God, I've never seen dreads before. I'd be like, yo, you're, like, 20. 
You know what I mean? Like, you got to calm your shit. The baby grabbing my dress. The baby's a baby. The baby's curious. The baby's doing baby stuff. Yeah. See, I don't want to be throwing up every time, every time I see a baby because babies do I, baby I, stuff. I don't, I'm not going to be like, I don't, oh, I don't mind it. Baby I don't. Stuff. I just, I, I, I think the funeral is just too sacred to be crying at like that. I mean, to be laughing at like that. Unless it's like an op. I can't laugh at no funeral. You remember when the homie passed when we were out of high school? All of us went to that funeral. And uh, who was it? One of the homies was crying at the funeral. And the other dude looks at him. He goes, you still crying? He goes, stop acting like a bitch. You know he wouldn't want this. And everyone just started dying laughing. Like... That's that's different though. That was that was comedic relief, you know, to 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 soften the tension in the room. Right, but you know, I can I understand where that comes from, but I just couldn't I could avoid going to a funeral and still pay my respects. I can't see a baby every time and know that a baby's gonna do baby stuff and just oh there's a baby, blood throw up. You know what I mean? Like go to walmart and you just line up in line and then just throw up because the baby is around you like turn I'll, up turn out lock eyes with the baby and throw up in walmart like look i'll just i'll just shop online bro there's there's a lot of convenient ways i can do to avoid a punk ass baby <laughs> all right and then on all top right. of that on top of that i hate throwing up but but i hate crying even more so I, I could build with throwing up if if I got to. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else to say, man. I ain't got nothing else to say. Yeah. On that note, every time guys with a baby just Ugh. Hey, fuck it. They they gonna know to keep the baby away from, away from me. Man, I'm a, I'm allergic man. to infants. Oh, <laughs> Everyone, hey, nah. thank y'all for listening in. You go. This is people in the back. Adios, my friends. Black guys out. <laughs>